Awesome. Five, four, three, two, one. Upgrade America. Now it's not quite New Year's yet, but getting into it. 2020 is right around the corner. 2019 was awesome. I'm Cameron Ra, host and executive producer on the greatest show on earth, Upgrade America. CJ Day Slayer down there in Orlando. What's goody, bro? See you had over there. You know, we head to the championship. My Clemson Tigers all in. You know what I'm saying? Now it's going to be the Tiger Bowl with us and LSU. So, yeah, it's going to be epic, man. It was very exciting last night. I watched the game. So, yeah, I'm in the spirit today. That's what's up, man. This year is just, it went by fast. Yeah, can't believe we're getting ready to wrap it up. I remember like, like it was yesterday. We were halfway through the year in June, and now here we are. But yo, everybody, we appreciate your support. You made it to like what? What are we? Episode forty-two. Yes, I'm like fucking with us for a long time, and I appreciate that. Truly grateful. And um, yeah, please just keep supporting the channel. Like, share, subscribe, comment. If it's awful, yeah, tell us it's awful. Yeah, silence, something. acceptance. Because I'm over here thinking we're producing the greatest show on earth. <laughs> but you know, feedback is is, is all welcome. Yeah. Shout out to our international listeners and viewers. Those viewers, man, oh, that was mind blowing. That extensive list. So. That was really cool. We checked the metrics for the first time in, in a while and took a deep dive into Google's analytics and we hit so many countries I know Mom. that we are getting plays out there and I'm grateful for, for every single listener, every single view. Like please keep it coming. We wanna um, wanna keep producing this great content for you. Absolutely. So without further ado, um I guess got some questions for you. Okay. All righty. What are your biggest accomplishments for 2019? Um, let's see. I hit. I set monthly goals instead of resolutions. Um, last year, well, this year, I guess you could say. Either way, and I hit almost all the goals. I got one left. Um, it's probably going to blend into January, the first week ish. Um, but the biggest thing was to pay off debt from my old car loan. I'm almost done with that. That's the last goal. I just hit goals like every month. It's a bunch. I threw away all the cards, but I had index cards, which I suggest people do. So you don't overwhelm yourself. No, index cards. Oh, I trashed them. No, I mean, like, you write your goals on the index card? Yes, yeah, for every month. So every month I'll say, like, March 2020, you know, I want to do this. And then I'll put maybe, like, three other little goals, but the main goal is with the one I focus on. Like, if all else fails, as long as I get that done, I'm accomplished. Um, What else did I do? I just grew a lot, personally. Um, I took more chances with this program and jumping into this endeavor with you Cameron Ra, sir and uh that's my friend 
that kind of kick-started my year in a good way when we you brought up this and then we jumped into it and then i went on my asia trip which is one of the most eye-opening life-changing trips um with my vietnam, friend Brian. Right? japan vietnam yeah and i learned a lot about myself on that trip and i got to reconnect with some people phoebe and chungi um in both places and meet some new people um and some old some uh some old friends as well yeah yeah all both of those girls those ladies i haven't seen in over 10 years plus one i met in korea with me and cameron Ra. what was it uh was that, on Seoul, i believe yeah so cool. yeah. yeah cool good time and, and then phoebe i met in atlanta when i first got out of the military in 2008 so that's when i met her and we just stayed in contact. Now she's a successful CEO. Both of these ladies are business women, which is awesome. Um, yeah, ever since then, I pretty much have a, I've had a great year. I can't complain. Uh, family stuff's cool. Some good milestones there. Uh, professionally, I'm getting there. You know, some need some changes to go along, but it, it's coming. I think next year will be that time. Everything is a process. 2020 is going to be absolutely. So yeah, that's pretty much my biggest accomplishment is my travel, my extremely crazy trip, because that was a crazy trip, and accomplishing all my goals this year are my two biggest accomplishments. Bravo, bravo. So I made a made a brief list. Okay. 20 was a very productive year. I've been very busy and I, I, I had a lot of fun though. And I think it's like when you're when you're busy and you're having fun, you you don't even you can get a lot of stuff done. So let me go over this real quick. Okay. So one of the biggest accomplishments for me is I actually registered for um, to run as as a candidate for president of the United States in 2020. So I this was big for me because I literally had to wait <laughs> 35 years to do it. You know, and so that time has come and that was something I, I, I checked off on my list. So. I wrote an autobiography, First Son of the Dynasty. I suggest you check it out. Selling on Amazon for $3.33. Check out the affiliate marketing link in there. And yeah, guys, this is going to be like a. <laughs> I'm about to go into an infomercial, an Upgrade America infomercial for a minute because we got a lot to promote. I made a WordPress site. And while I do own a tech company, like a lot of the the tech stuff i was outsourcing shout out to my lead developer ramsey king he was doing a lot of my projects uh asoft and some other games i had in development but he was doing the coding for me to make my own website that was a big accomplishment for me so i, I knocked that out this year um we developed the upgrade america mobile game for android and ios and that was a bit of accomplishment for me as well because like we got a game on uh, the Apple Store, and <laughs> that can be difficult. You really got there are a lot of strict guidelines, and their rejection letters are very harsh. They give you a long list of things that you failed at, and they're very blunt. And like for me to um, do business with Apple, that, that was an accomplishment. That was that was a really big goal. But the game is educational. You fly around and you collect the fifty-fifty the 50 states, you know, um, and that's how you win the election in the game. But it's very difficult, but it's good times. Um, I 
wrote the Upgrade America handbook, ebook, also on Amazon. You can check out. Very much inspired by CJ the Day Slayer. Like, we were always talking back about our policies and, and ideas. And I'm like, we need to log this into a book. So it's uh, it was inspired by a, a lot of friends and associates and, you know, who provided insight on how they would upgrade America. And by upgrade America, I, I, may, I simply mean ways that we can improve our, our country. We can improve our nation. And um, that's represented in the book, but we'll probably have to write another one because we're always coming up with ideas. One, probably one of the biggest accomplishments, goals, whatever that's not this podcast, man. Yo, CJ, you and me, we came a long way from this. For <laughs> for everyone who's listening who, who may not know, it started off, CJ was, we kept in touch, you know, after the military, but he would always pick my brain with current events, politics, and, you know, we'd spit it back and forth on WhatsApp audio chat. And mm-hmm. it dawned on me, I recall, because I was in Ruby Tuesdays, I was eating a burger and yeah. sipping the Lagunitas beer. And I'm just like, yo, we have these awesome conversations. I do believe it was, you were talking about Iran and your nuclear policy for Iran. And I'm just like, this is so wild. This is so like, and it's a shame that only you and me, these conversations are reserved for only you and me. So I'm like, dude, we got to do a podcast, man. And then it came together, a lot of brainstorming. We started off this audio. Then we got into video. <laughs> Man, it was an evolution, but um Yeah. You can I tell can... if you look through the whole like what do you call it? Videography. Yeah. Yeah. But dude, it was like the podcast <laughs> was really special to me. Like the games and stuff was cool, but the podcast was really special because we worked with a lot of people. You know, we, we, we got to reach out to, you know, promoting it is one thing. But then coordinating with other people, a lot of great guests came on the show, you know, and we have something to showcase our time and energy. And I'm I'm very proud of it. And I couldn't have done it without you, bro. I appreciate that, man. Um, Another deliverable, we got the Upgrade America soundtrack. That was cool. Got to work with a lot of artists from 50 states. The idea was to put out an album with artists from every state you know, all genres and all the only thing you have to do is uh, talk about how you would upgrade America, i.e. like make it better or, you know, what you would what you love about America. Like you think because, yeah, America has plenty of room for improvements, but there are a lot of great things. They're letting this wild character run for president of the United States. That alone is like it's such a awesome freedom to, to have. But yeah, if you want to get on that soundtrack, just DM me, send me some of your music. It's got to be clean. No N-words, no biatches. No, no, we want to keep it clean. But um, yeah, hit me for details. Also drop the clothing line. You know, that's jumping off. Got the little camera, camera raw, upgrade America swag. You know, did that. Did I got a uh, yeah, shirt. <laughs> Gotta slim down. Yeah, you do. You are modeling the swag. Yeah. You got the shirt on there. And I think that's something we'll have to start pushing to, like yeah. dropping it on the channels and, and telling people how they can get the merch. But um did the clothing line, made a little crypto 
trading bot. Very proud of, of that thing. But yeah, it was a very productive year, and we're, we're just getting started. And really looking forward to 2020. It's, it's, it's going to be magnificent. But let me see. I got another one for you, Chris. All right. Uno momento. Okay, so what do you wish to accomplish in 2020? More travel. Um, definitely. I got a Europe and North Africa trip. You know, I'm conceptualizing my boy Ryan. Shout okay. out to Ryan. So um, expand on uh, expand on that itinerary a bit. You said Europe and North Africa, so you're talking yes. about uh, Morocco. Mm-hmm. You doing Egypt too, or what? Nah, just Morocco. Okay. Try to do. It. All right, so I'll break it down. So I'm trying to do the first week because that's mm-hmm. kind of the furthest out from the rest of our trip. So, but Spain is right there. So we're trying to do Morocco for a week, then go over to Spain for like mm, three days, maybe. And then do Netherlands for two days, and then do Germany for five days, and bring it all back. Yeah. Stopping in Amsterdam. Mm-hmm. Awesome. I've never been. Like you know, when I was in Germany, I was uh, gallivanting. We're gonna use that word. Um, so I wasn't too worried about the sights. Can't judge it kind, sir. Yeah, I was young and crazy, you know. So, uh, and then I also want to do to keep in tradition with my birthday. I want to do a trip to Puerto Rico because. That's a little short suite, but I've never been to Puerto Rico, so I want to go check that out, you know, for like three or four days. Um, I like the tradition of going on a trip, a foreign country for my birthday. I started this 2016. I started doing this. It's been very enriching. So personally, Um, what else? Professionally, I want to get better wherever that goes. I don't really know yet. I, I uh-huh. did mention chief of staff position. Oh, besides that, yeah. Uh, uh, let's see. What else do I want to accomplish? Uh, the rest is kind of wide open. I want to expand this. We we really want to expand this podcast and turn it into like a lifestyle, you know, for all Americans to kind of embrace a little more. I think we get so consumed in our bubbles that we don't realize the major picture. And I give credit to countries like China and Japan who are more um, inclusive on singular goals for their nation. Now, what do you mean by a singular goal? Uh, Basically success and evolution. Like it seems like they're more on the same page in concert. Are you talking about success and evolution of the nation state or of the the people? I would say probably the nation state. I'm gonna say, like China be more like, yeah, we care about the state more, but what do I know? I'll just give an example. Like they have one of the best public transport transportation systems in the world. Japan? No, uh, actually China. China? Interesting. I know they're- China, I really didn't ride, um, I didn't do the, tra- the public transportation much because it was yeah. with tour buses and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, I guess I could see Beijing or Shanghai was pretty. Yeah, Shanghai, I know for sure. I've seen yeah. a map of it in the, in the uh, airport, of course. I got very familiar with the airport. <laughs> but um, just something like that, just a small example of what I'm talking about. Like, it took everything to come together to expand that within a period, I think, of like. 
20 years or something like that fast that expansive mm. is the part that i'm really harping on so i figure if we can do that in america put all differences aside and just focus on singular go hey improve infrastructure all of us can agree on that that's not hard to do yes indeed so, that's exactly what technology we oh. just discuss hyperloops and all that and, and oh, the, the great it could do in our nation but um 20 is around the corner boy yeah so that's it i mean the rest um just keep building on what i've been doing really i i i've written down goals maybe up to six months so i haven't filled out all of 2020 yet Well, I'll, I'll reciprocate. Goal number one mm-hmm. is to win the 2020 presidential election. Take that. Yeah, yeah, I know it's it's a big it's a big goal, but um, at the same time, we grow up being taught like you can do anything if you put your mind to it, and I'm <laughs> like, anything? Yes, anything. No, like really, anything? Yeah, anything. So I. I'm not even enough to believe that. And so I want to test that theory. But at the same time, I'd like to hedge my bets. So while it would be frivolous to put almost all this time and energy and money towards winning such a uh, improbable goal, but, you know, I still take a shot. But the way I'm hedging my bets is the main reason I want to win well, of course I want to win, I'm sorry, is run, is that to show the American people that they can do it as well. Like, you don't have to be a billionaire. You don't have to be uh, connected to Wall Street and these Ivy Leagues. Like, it's in our Constitution that the average person can run for president. Like... They, that was a, a big deal so we could avoid like bloodlines and, and lineages of, of royalty and you know ascension through, through that way and this is a, a freedom that a lot of people take for granted they overlook at it they don't they don't even think about attempting to to, to run for president but this is it's a freedom that that we all have and maybe being in the military having some freedoms revoked this is I, I feel compelled to exercise it but mm-hmm. I'm going to, I'm in the process of, of making a, a documentary, just documenting the process on, on how to do that. And when it's all said and done, no matter what the results are from the election, we're going to publish this. And then if only to inspire, you know, other people to take steps further, like America is, is not going to see substantial change when you're dealing with bipartisan. You have one party that's supported greatly by billionaires and elite. Then you have another party that's greatly influenced by Wall Street and pharmaceutical companies and and things of that nature. So it's like the interest of the people is really not being represented. And they will not be represented until a candidate from the people, for the people, with no interest, no ties to billionaire boys clubs or or uh, conglomerates and what have you. So we need an independent candidate. And if all I can do is inspire the next independent candidate to take three steps further than I did so that they can inspire the next and the next and the next, perhaps by like, I don't know, 2100. Yeah. uh, You know, the people will take America back. But 
best case scenario, we do it 2020, upgrade America, make that a reality. But I went, I went on a rant to say that I'm making a documentary to inspire and direct and instruct independent candidates. Not this, oh, I'm a Democrat. Like, nah, the Democrats, they're chosen. Like, all these 300 candidates that, that the Democrats mustered, they're getting eliminated one by one but they already have their chosen person to represent the banks and the the pharmaceuticals in it <laughs> they don't care about you so sorry to get sub-political but even uh my understanding is there is some democratic efforts to sabotage bernie sanders because he's not the proper democratic candidate they want somebody who represents other interests and bernie i i do believe his heart is in it for the people Perhaps he really is for the people, you know. Mm-hmm. What I'm saying, I don't, I don't know him personally, but um, yeah. Anyways, sidetrack. Making a documentary. It's called Upgrade America, showing people how to run for president. It's gonna be great. So uh, three, gain financial freedom. Four, take over the world. And five, go to Disney World. Check out CJ. So yeah, those are my goals for um, for 2020. We'll see how many of them get. How many of them I hit. <laughs> I can see, I definitely see uh, a couple of them, no problem. You know? <laughs> I like how you just sped up at the end of your list. <laughs> You're like, oh, take over the world, I'll just go. Okay, got it. <laughs> oh, man, always surprised. Got another question for you, though, man. But yeah, 2020 is going to be, it's just something about this year that just seems so magical. Mm-hmm. And it's, um, I heard a lot of, you know, bad things about 2020 there. This is really supposed to be a year when self-driving cars are going to pick up. Automation is going to pick up things of that nature. And it's like, at the same time, I still maintain a degree of optimism. And, uh, yeah. I'm pushing that train, bro. I I gotta be optimistic. choice. I think at this point, it, it when you get your motivation and your optimism up, it's almost hard to be pessimistic. It's just like when you you really I, I don't know. It's it's a, it's a motivation thing that I, I've learned to just self motivate and just mm-hmm. drive that train and run it over all negative obstacles. But 2020 is going to be a great year. I don't care what anybody what anybody has to say. Um. So. For our, our viewers, pretty much at the end, we're going to be um, doing the highlights of this marvelous 2019 year for Upgrade America. But I wanted to ask you, CJ, like, what's your favorite episode for Upgrade America? We All right, so I got the web page pulled up. So I was looking, I was like, ah, oh, it's so tough. Um, do you have yours in mind yet? Because this I one do. is tough. I have two in mind. You got two? Okay. Yeah, because okay. it's so hard Special to... Forces, I really enjoyed. I really enjoyed doing the research on that and doing my best to, to, to represent that uh, that organization and what they do. I admire what they do. They're some of the toughest individuals in our military. They're literally superheroes without kits. But yeah. um, I enjoyed that one. However... I think we did a great job representing legal prostitution. Like when we discussed um, the legality of it, I don't think we were too uh, raunchy. Yeah. I think we did it professionally, and I think we provided a, a, a pretty good case on, on why it should be. 
Mm-hmm. I enjoyed that one. That's, that's my answer. I'm going to say our first episode. Yes, that was pretty cool. I forgot about that. Because it just started. We just jumped in. We was like, yo, let's do this. It was just audio. Like our first three are audio. I'm looking at them And right it was now. no, we added format later, but we had no format. No, not at all. Just talking and just going with the flow. But yeah, great. That was a really cool episode. All right. So after that, so hard. It's so hard to choose, man. Some gym, and then we had stuff. We we had lost tape stuff that. Was yeah, no one's archives and stuff. Yeah. Um. Hmm. I would say just off a of feeling that aviation one was pretty good. Aviation was dope with my. Yeah, it was a good mix. Yeah. I learned a lot from that episode too. Yeah, I was like, oh wow! Like, I think overall that it was it was kind of between that one and ransomware. Those two still were really good, but yeah, I would say that aviation one got that edge. Shout out Matt on the ransomware episode. Yeah, but man, just to pick a bunch of like. Yeah, no, like I said, I still gotta edit this thing later and then go through all the episodes and then find the the best parts. You know, the the put up in there, but that'll be fun. Yeah, I'd say those two. It's hard to narrow down one, but if I had to just pick one, like gun to my head, the first one, I would pick the first one. And I'll definitely put some clips from that. And uh, when we make, oh, I got I got the timestamps. Don't worry. (laughs) So I got a bonus question. I know we usually do like three, but um, if you could interview anyone on the Upgrade America podcast. Who would it be and why? Um, hmm. Probably Tulsi Gabbard. <laughs> I like your answer. Please elaborate. Why? What made you choose Tulsi? She's a lightning rod in the political realm. Like she's been because I watch her. She sounds Republican, right? Mm-hmm. But she sounds she has a vibe of Democratic. But then she kind of acts independent in a way. And I noticed that too. And I, what I think now with political parties is people are not necessarily clinging to the traditional values. You're just like, okay, I'll run with this party and then squeeze your own agendas into it. And I, I've noticed that as well. And I've seen Tulsi on, on uh, Rogan's podcast mm-hmm. and Breakfast Club. And I, I did like how yeah, she, uh, she... I don't think she went on The Breakfast Club, if I remember. And I, it could be... I might have seen her on somewhere else then. Yeah, but she's been on a lot of outlets. Rogan's twice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, she, I could see her being a cool uh, guest to interview. Yeah, we vets. Um, I would like to pick her brain about why she voted like she did for the impeachment. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, What else would did I like to she vote for the impeachment? She's just put present. She didn't say yay or nay. She just said present. And I, I kind of, and I can only speculate. Mm-hmm. But um, because I'm, I'm on the fence with it. Were I in Congress, like, I may have done the same thing, because it's when you're doing impeachment, you're bringing a lot of pressure down on the president, and. Essentially, that affects the nation. 
and it's like for something so petty and it's like i get it it's it's i get it it's it's not right but to do what are we like how many how many uh months away from the from the election and to pretty much direct all the energy because a lot of energy a lot of time a lot of money is just being put into this impeachment and to like steer it any way i I'm not saying I agree with her, but I understand her. Uh, I understand what she did. What do you think? Yeah, I think um, that's why I would want to really ask her about. As far as the impeachment, I'm torn on it because I feel like if you're going to do it, you should have did it like within the first year or two. Around that range, between year one and two, you should have did it. You should have went all in and did it then and like nip this in the bud. If you don't want them in so bad, do something about it. Don't wait. But what happened was the midterms came up and it was a lot of flip in the House of Representatives. And a couple of, I think, Senate seats, I think, got flipped. I'm not sure exactly to Democratic. So now, it, you know, and then the campaign is going like, so you see the writing on the wall. Um, I will agree that just, I was, you know how I am on foreign policy. I'm big on that shit because the world is smaller. Yes, and, yes. You, I may consider you for secretaries. <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, if you just look at his foreign policy, that shit's horrible, bro. Like, I could see some things I did agree with him on. Um, like, basically, NATO holding their weight uh, <laughs> financially or resource-wise. Like, just certain little things like that. I was like, yeah, that makes sense. That's pragmatic. Um, Abuse of power, mm, you could kind of say maybe a it's this one clause. What is that shit? Uh, monuments clause. Like you have all these assets tied to different things you can't have when you're president. So like you can't own, say, Google and you're president. Like it's conflict of interest because yeah. you got lobbyists from Google that come to the Capitol to lobby for certain things. So basically. I could kind of see them getting him for that kind of shit. Um, but he's very skillful in insulating himself with a smoking gun. I can say that also. So I'm really torn on the impeachment because, to be honest, Pence is just is actually worse because he's a polished uh, politician. And he's very, if you talk to people from Indiana, he wasn't good for Indiana as a governor. So. I'm just really torn on the whole thing in the first place. Um, and then who's going to be running next anyway in the next election? Who's from the GOP that's even popping up besides Trump? Trump. So it's well, a lot of kind of... I would like to... Um, I'm kind of split between Barack Obama. I would love to pick his brain you know, mm. podcast, yeah. but at the same time, um, I would love to interview Donald Trump. And it's here's the thing, and you, we there's the perceived notion uh, of him, but it's it's what we get from sound bites and, and from the media. True. But I would like to talk to him for thirty minutes, and you can just gauge his personality from there and make my own opinion. And it was like, you know, you gotta study your opposition. So I did. Um, I skimmed through his uh, his autobiography, and then I was shocked to find that. He too, at one point, wanted to build the tallest building in the world, in America. And that is something that I want to do as part of my presidency. 
and um, the, the find that we had a common interest, you know, it, it was fascinating, but I would still like to, you know, study yeah. the opposition face to face. Yeah, fascinating. Yeah, I, I like Tulsi, like I said, because she plays, I think she blends very well and she rubs people the wrong way. And she, to me, she has demonstrated independent thinking. Mm. Even though she's a Democratic, I think, um, not Senator, but House of Representatives, I think she's in that for Hawaii. Um, and I like to see that in the age of you just go with the flow instead of like, no, nah, I don't necessarily agree. And these are the reasons why. And you're not going to bully me into agreeing with what you want to well, do. She has my respect just because military veteran. Absolutely. And, it. and um, again, I, I kind of see her approach and I admire it. It's um, I like to foreign changing the changing the party from within. Yeah. You know? It's um, because it's happened in the past. Like, I do believe a lot of the stigmas associated with the Republican Party now were once on the how you say were once on the Democrats. And I'll just be blunt and, and forthcoming. Like, the Democrats used to be the racist party <laughs> or the perceived racist party, and now that's kind of flip-flop not saying republicans or democrats are racist everybody's racist like we need to sing kumbaya and come to terms with this but like parties change their values change over time and it's individuals who do that and perhaps she she could i the you see with bernie sanders the people are now associating the democratic party with socialism a lot of it because uh you know parties are are evolving and Mm -hmm. I am not a fan of socialism. Capitalism is cool, but I think mutualism is better. And you know, finding a way that we can uh, we can help that we can help the bottom, the poorest of the poor. We can eliminate poverty. Let your middle class do your thing, and then still find a way for you know people to rise through the ranks, gain wealth, and, and you know because it's if you think you're just going to take everything from the wealthy. And then, you know, we're just going to share everything equally. Well, guess what? Like, your brain surgeon might not care so much when he's getting paid the same as your cook. And, you know, accidents happen. Sure. Malpractice. Yeah. But, um, I don't know. I, I think we need to just tweak this capitalism thing and make sure that people can win at the bottom. Uh, you know, 2020, upgrade America. So I guess uh, we're going to roll in after this. We're just going to roll into the highlights and uh, the latest and greatest from, you know, from see, what, season one yes, of Great yeah. America. This is, uh, it was really cool, man. It was, it was a pleasure uh, doing this with you, CJ, but also yeah, sure. uh, doing this for, for everybody out there and you guys listening in. It's good times. Oh, yeah, we got some jokes for you. Oh, yeah, man. I almost wish I did that in the beginning. It's all good. Got some they're corny, funny, but made to entertain. Let's do this. You wanna set it up? Yeah. Uh let's see. I was going to quit all my bad habits for the new year, but then I remember nobody likes a quitter. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, cool. The year 2020. Is going to be filled with so many puns about perfect vision. I can't wait to hold on. 
to see them all. Twenty twenty to see them all. Fun, yeah, intentional fun. Uh, let's see. I like this one. You kind of read it, but my resolution was to read more, so I put subtitles on my TV. In fact, we need to get some subtitles on the Upgrade America podcast. That's a good idea. I didn't even think about that. Okay, so let me uh, hit you with this one. What's the best New Year's resolution? Uh, Some say 1080. I say 4K. uh, Coming out to get it. Resolution 1080p. Oh, I got this last one. Um, let's see. A New Year's resolution is something that goes in one year and out the other. Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm going to finish with this because I know it's painful. I know they're hurting. Like, oh, yeah. We know. Make him stop. So what did the little champagne bottle call his father? Pop. Get it? Pop. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to stick to my day job. Stick to my podcast. Yeah. Work on a joke telling. We're, 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 we're going to work on that. I'm, maybe I'll write my own material yeah. in the future. But yeah, everybody, uh, check out these highlights. These are our favorite episodes. This is showcasing the evolution of our beloved podcast. And yeah. no, it's, it's going to be a great time. And a lot to look forward to in the, in the coming new year. So I, I, I wish you the best, blessings, peace, love, all that good stuff. Please check out our affiliate marketing links and Robinhood. You know, if you want to get a free stock, check it all out. And Amazon. You know. yeah, I'm going to shout out a small business in the notes of the audio. So I don't know who I'm going to pick yet, but I'll pick somebody. Cool, cool. And I like that, working with the community. And that perhaps that's something I, I should do in... Uh, you know, the small businesses I interact with in order yeah. for free food and services. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, I love this jerk chicken. I'll, I'll shout you guys out if, uh, you know, give me a play. But now nah, I think that's a, that's something cool we should work with small businesses and yeah. show them some love. But yeah, everybody have a wonderful new year. Don't drink and drive. Yeah, don't and, uh, get high and drive. That's another and, one. And don't mix... Uh, don't mix alcohol. If you're drinking champagne, stick to the script. Don't bring Patron and, uh, and Hennessy out. Like, yo, you're gonna have a bad morning, I assure you. And drink okay. some water. Yeah, drink water, yeah. Um, yeah, I wish you a happy new year. And we're gonna do this thing 2020. Indeed. Peace. Peace. But you can take it anywhere. I'll give you one quick example. Um, I was reading up on this. Um, basically, overall, the overall arcing thing is help people become uh, self-sufficient and independent. Yes. Um, those are the key things that welfare should be doing. Then you would get an income like that. But when I put it into perspective to define poverty, I think of people who are, are trying to survive on 10 stacks a year mm-hmm. whether they're it's them and their spouse you know like people who if you're making man and i'll, I'll be real in america it i suppose it really depends on on where you live too yeah. 
but Absolutely. if you're making less than 30k a year i i dare to say if you're making less than 50 because i took an internship well, I called it in. Just to throw this out there, this was oh. like a few years back. But I don't know. Somehow it came across my timeline on Twitter. I was like, oh, this is interesting. So if this, I, I was unaware that this was an old topic. I yeah, thought this happened was to something new. Because there's people talking about the timing. Like, oh, yeah. You know, and, and typically it seems like the left is more gun restricted. Like, mm-hmm. less guns. And, um, you know... Traditionally, uh, GOP they they stood side and side with uh, how do you say the NRA. So mm-hmm. there's really no. It's not too- uh, let's see. As president, what would you do to try to reduce this from happening? <laughs> what would I do to reduce mm-hmm. this from happening? Well, they say honesty is the best policy. Mm-hmm. Where's my Where's my bullshit flag? What would I do? Um, straight up and down, mm-hmm. I would conduct one of the biggest undercover stings that this country has ever seen. I would those chips that we were talking about out in bed some uh, some federal agents, put them in uh, some compromising positions in these towns where this is known to occur. Mm-hmm. Um, I would have my Delta Force, my Navy SEALs, my most ruthless operators on standby, ready to capture or kill the individuals. Um, options, contaminated drinking water, gun violence, police brutality, and trauma after trauma after trauma. PTSD, no therapy. Missing, no Amber Alert. Alone. Nosy, not so much. From a guy who has had several girlfriends implant spyware on his phone, I am not the nosy one. Like, yo, you've had that, really? Oh yeah, and because I was being such a good boy and well behaved, um, this one had the audacity to tell me about it. Like, yeah, that's <laughs> spyware on your phone, but you were being so good, so like, I didn't. I'm like, oh. This relationship is officially over. Thank you very much. But then she and Canada. And Canada, yeah, yeah. Thanks yeah. for for listening. We're gonna start doing some um, covering some topics in uh, in your countries. We know it's upgrade America, but uh, you know the world could use some enhancements as well. So, sub world camera here. Um, what would you go now? Like after recent uh, events. Yeah, but you it, it's kind of like one of the things you look at the State Department website and see, hey, what's the threat level wherever you go? That's what I do every time I try. I suggest people do that. Yeah, yeah. Travel abroad, sign up for, I think it's the uh, STEP program. It's like safe, no, smart traveling, emergency program, something like that, where they give you information currently wherever you're going. They keep you updated by email, text. Um, sign up with them with your itinerary. So, say if something was to happen in Japan or Vietnam, they'll notify like my family, the embassies, all that'll be in contact. Tell you where. I put it this way: think about all the people that are dying in the Middle East that 
we don't talk about the body count in the Middle East. I'm not talking about service members. I'm talking about citizens of these countries we've been occupying. Yeah, quite a bit of collateral damage. You think that would reoccur in uh, Mexico if we were to use such force? No, I'm looking at it in the standpoint of this one incident with Americans being killed, right? Mm-hmm. Pills in comparison to Million, like I think the body count was like millions between Iraq, Syria, like all these countries combined. It's like millions of people dead. I hate to break it to you, Chris. I'm gonna sound like a jerk, but there is clearly a um, a hierarchy on the value of life, and American the lives of American citizens seem to be at the top of that. And once you go into America, there's even another hierarchy on the value of life. Very true. Very true. That's that on, on another matter. But you're right. People die every day around the world. But it's- West Mexico, okay. near Chihuahua and was it Sonora area? And also one of the big factors in the case was that U.S. manufactured ammunition was a part of this assault. So, which can go either way you can be like well that's one of our biggest exports is Mm -hmm. weapons but then also like well why is it in mexico like that you know chop him on the shoulder blades uh, my partner he used a lot of force i used a lot of force right back at him when we did that (laughs) course i would always go first i'd be like okay you can do all the moves to me first because i'm gonna do it 10 times harder than you do it to me like but yeah, hand in hand. Because I'm like, yo, air-based defense. That's us, baby, all day. Gang, gang. So I'm like, okay. So that's a little fun fact I didn't really know. I know we started, obviously, in 1947. But um, where security forces really became security forces, 1997. Mm. That's after the Cobar Towers um, terrorist incident where airmen died. And, you know, we the Air Force had to look at it like, yo, we got to change training. We got to change the mission. We can't let that happen. Three, down. A sword and a crossbow. That sword is an inferior weapon compared to the power of the light shape. But everybody wants something, and when you get them what they want, people tend to be happy for a moment. So, what? what What's up, world? This is the Upgrade America podcast. I'm Cameron Ra here with my wonderful co-host CJ the Day Slayer, man. What's good, man? Yo, thank you listeners for listening. What's up, world? Cameron Ra here at my favorite grocery store, Wegmans. It's a matter of national security that America has cyber supremacy. And the concept- Amazon is getting into defense and law And I was like, then I, I start mean, like they actually have real um, like guards, or they're do- doing it like a digital way. Because my understanding so, is, so, well, according to Credit One, my new. So, without further ado, drum roll. What's up, world? It's Cameron Rock. This is the Upgrade America podcast. It's a camera. I'm here on the Upgrade America podcast with CJ the Day Slayer. Yo, uh, Chris, tell them a little bit about yourself. Uh, Air Force vet, seven years, combat vet, uh, security Ooh. forces, who? Who? Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
traveling nomad, man. Uh, originally from the Bronx, New York. Now I'm in Orlando, oh, Florida. Damn. Um, that's about it, man. The rest you'll find out through the podcast. So we'll leave it at that. I suppose you're right. Um, a little bit about myself. Proud Air Force veteran, whole security forces Hua. as well. I met with my my dear friend uh, CJ in Osan Air Base in 2005. It's been uh, nothing but an adventure since. So, uh, Christy <laughs> said we wanted to talk today about um, tourism. I believe in our in our previous conversation, you, you had some facts about like what was it, sixty percent of Americans have not left the country or don't possess a passport. What, what was the facts on that? Yeah, it was something like that. I kind of got rid of the information, but overall, it showed a actually a sad case of Americans not traveling enough, and the people who do travel tend to be of the upper middle class or the elite. And mm. it also said that. Basically, like, 36% of America has passports, but then if you dwindle that down to, it's like, maybe under 10% to actually travel abroad outside of Canada, Mexico, and the Caribbean islands. So that's when the numbers get super small once you start talking about, like, uh, Europe. You know, Americans tend to go there. But once you start talking like Asia, Africa, like different, very exotically, culturally different, that's when it gets even slimmer. You're right. Because like the Caribbean and everything else like that, Mexico is like our backyard. Canada is like our backyard. So like when people say that, yeah, they left the country and they went to Canada, it's like, yeah, but not really. Because <laughs> back in the day, my grandparents used to live in, in Buffalo. So okay. we would always go to Niagara Falls. But you could prior to nine eleven, you could just walk into Canada with yeah. uh, you didn't ID or anything. It was just a bridge to the falls connected you there. But now, um, you know, post nine eleven, increasing in national security, that's no longer a thing. You need a passport to go yeah. to Canada and to Mexico. Yep. Now uh, you're planning a trip to to Vietnam and where else are you going to Japan? Yeah, well? I'm doing both. Yeah, I do a yearly trip. I try to do a yearly trip outside of my comfort zone, which is traveling to a different country where I do not know the language. That's important for me because I feel like that's when you gain the most experience. And we have technology like Google Translate, whatever, whatever, <laughs> to help you get through that barrier. But you're still gonna have times where you don't. You can't communicate. And I like that because you learn. It like is going to be an adventure too, man. Exactly. A, you're really going to have to, like you said, you're going to be out of your comfort zone and you're going to have to rely on your translation skills and trying to make the most out of it. I had fun. I did my whole eight years overseas. So mm -hmm. I did Europe. I did Asia. Bounced around the Middle East and everything. But, um, yes, yeah, it's, it's always an experience. Now, um, I got to ask, how do you think – the perception of the American people being that they haven't left the country, their view of the world, their view of the world is very limited. You know, it's like I would, there's a saying that um, most people live and die within one square mile of where they're born and, and raised. Mm. Now, again, that your, your scope of world views are very limited. And how do you think that's affecting nationalism? and ethnocentrism and this rise of uh, extreme patriotism that we're, we're seeing in our country today. <laughs> you, I mean, you, 
you basically got out of the country they're a little bit more open-minded like what do you think yeah you nailed it like all these people uh america or don't (laughs) i'm here but i don't want my cousins to come over because you got immigrants that don't want immigrants over here too that's a dirty little secret Mm -hmm. that people don't talk about um yeah they like i got here legally i'm not trying to have you riffraff up in here so and that's their own people you know what i'm saying so i find that fascinating too but to answer your question i I hate the 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 point the finger at the the sitting president but it's like yeah build a wall keep all the immigrants out and stuff like that but it is his wife who's foreign the upgrade america podcast got cj the day slayer and i am thrilled and excited to have my dear cousin marcus ward here he is a certified pilot big influence in in, in my life uh it put me on a a lot of literature and um just really taught me to to free my mind at an early age and and i'm grateful for that so cj i want to give you a question real quick before i I further introduce marcus do you know the the stages of matter no (laughs) i know you do like (laughs) solid liquid and then you can guess the last there's actually two more what is it? Gas, solid, liquid? Um, and there's an additional one. Most people think really? there are three. Marcus taught me in when I was in seventh grade that there are four. Totally oh. pissed off my science teacher because <laughs> he couldn't break it down. But it's, the fourth one is plasma. But this guy uh, is... Uh, would that be considered energy, basically? Um, there, it's all, Matter is equals MC squared. Okay. Like energy is equivalent to matter times the speed of light squared, so mass is pretty much it, it is energy. But now this guy is—he's a genius, man. And okay. now I'm, I'm I'm thrilled to have him on the show, man. I'm blessed to be on the show, man. <laughs> cool, one man. Day, like one day he was just like, "Yo, I'm gonna become a pilot." And <laughs> hanging out in Germany or something. That was uh, maybe that was when you told me, and you're like, "Yeah, I'm gonna become a pilot," and then he just did it. And then he's like, yeah, I'm a pilot. No, you're like, I'm in flight school and I'm a pilot, so. That's what's up. <laughs> was that in Germany? That, yeah, that was a while ago. It, it might have been. I don't know where we, uh, because that's where we that. crossed. Well, I, I just, yeah. I can't yeah. remember a lot of Germany for uh, yeah. things that we won't get into. <laughs> <laughs> we understand. I partied with this guy in a uh, knock shift. We had a great time. Leave your birthday. We uh, we celebrated your. Was it my birthday or your birthday? It was my birthday. Yeah, yeah, it was your birthday. <laughs> oh man, wild night, wild night with this guy. Fun times. Oh, oh, crazy nights, man. <laughs> I, I got I got one question before we roll into the to the whole. Um, how do you say uh, aeronautical um, aviation questions? But James Bond, new James Bond, is supposed to be 007 is is gonna be a female? What are your thoughts? Um, my thoughts are from what I know of the story, James Bond is still James Bond. It's still gonna yes. be Daniel Craig. Um, but there's gonna be a double an agent 007 that's a black female. Um, that's about all I know, really. And that's about all I know as well. My understanding is James Bond is retiring, like he's leaving the service. However, 007 is just a rank. It's a position. So that position is now going to be filled by a female. I'm just curious on, on your thoughts. So, uh, 
I grew up with James Bond, man. There's so many female uh, service operatives, you know, in, in the intelligence services. Mm-hmm. I don't see why it can't be a female. I don't see why it can't be a black female. Why, why couldn't she be 008 or like 006 or like why? I think, I think the story was that maybe he retired or he's leaving or something or got dismissed yeah. and then his code name is now reassigned. He just goes back into service. He's not going to retire 007 just because of him. Why, 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 why? <laughs> like it's not like Michael Jordan putting his number on the, you know, take, taking out. Or can they do that? Can there be a A23 on the, on the Chicago Bulls? Uh, I don't know if they retired his number yet. They might have retired it already. I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm not sure how that, then, how that works. Um, every now and then the video freezes. So if I'm quiet, it's probably just because it's frozen and I'm waiting for it to catch up again. Okay. Oh, okay. I know that may have some uh, connectivity, uh, some lagging, but we'll make we'll make do. Okay, I got one real quick Either question. That, or it's MI6 listening in. Oh yeah, they listen. They're like, oh yeah, you're talking about our operatives now. Like, you got a problem? <laughs> no, I had a question. Our NSA too. Go ahead, man, shoot. Nah, I want to know why didn't they pick Idris, yo? Like, what was the deal with that? He'd have been a perfect 007. This drive um, me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I don't know. I I think he'd make a good 007. Yes, uh, that goes crazy. A lot of people I've spoken to think he would make a good 007. Yes. It's it's. There's, there could be more to it than just um, the obvious. I, d- I don't know. I don't have to. I was just wondering, man, like how y'all feel about that? Because Cameron Ra, official 2020 presidential <laughs> candidate, it's out there. The race is on. We're playing the game. So please keep them donations coming. Here with CJ, the day slayer, and my uh, campaign advisor. So today we're going to be discussing about a topic that CJ was very passionate about, and that's <laughs> pretty much um, funding Israel, why we fund Israel, and um, everything around that nature. Is there anything you want to lead with this uh, discussion, Chris? Is I know it's such a hot-button issue when it comes to politics and socially in America, and I'm trying to understand why. And why haven't we adjusted to the times? Do we really still need to fund Israel like we do? Now that is an interesting, that's an interesting question or or concept because it's like typically with funding, it's like you're supposed to be funding towards an, an end. Exactly. Right? You know? And my understanding, we've already spent uh, collectively a hundred billion dollars towards funding Israel and my understanding is that we fund we give them about 3.3 billion dollars a year in foreign aid like yeah what what is your research turned out uh yeah overall since we've been doing it since let's see World War II Mm -hmm. uh, adjusted for inflation as well current and non-inflation adjusted dollars um it's been 134 billion wow since World War II, and I'll read off some quick stats real quick. Um, 3.1 billion in foreign military financing, which is 815 million is for offshore procurement, 705 million for joint US-Israeli missile defense projects, including 92 million for an Iron Dome, which is a missile I've defense. heard about that. Yeah, 221 million 
for David Sling, 310 million for Arrow 3, and then 82 million for Arrow 2. So um, can I ask you something about this? Ahead. What was your numbers for the Iron Dome again? Uh, Iron Domes, including 92 million for the Iron Dome. Because I've heard a different stat that is now that total is about 700 million. Yeah, in total, like they just kind of broke up all the missile defense projects. Okay, okay. So in total, yeah, you're right, seven hundred and five million. So total. what is the um? What is David's sling? Like, I get Iron Dome. The concept of it is like it's anti-ballistic missiles or something like that. But what is David's sling? Um, I have no idea. I'm gonna look it up real quick. I mean, biblically, I know what it is. It's the sling that's slown the the giant Goliath, but like from uh, a 21st weapons perspective. I'm not too sure what that is. Uh, let's see. It's something about I seen Raytheon, one of our defense contractors, it looked like, partnering with them. Yeah. Uh, medium to long range. Uh, let's see. Tactical ballistic missiles, mm. cruise missiles. So it's replacing like some old missile technology. Okay, so it's an upgrade. Yeah, basically. So yeah, medium to long range air ballistic missiles and surface to air missiles. I think that's what it's showing. So yeah. Um these are the ones I will break down these that I did find interesting. Like okay. The 7.5 million for migration and refugee assistance. I find that interesting because 7.5 million. Uh huh. And then the 4 million for U.S. Israel Center of Excellence in Energy and Water Technologies, which I can kind of see that one. That would be not, I don't see that as a bad funding project. Okay. Because they could develop technology for that reason because of their climate and their terrain. So that makes a lot of sense. Granted, we can do it here, too, because the U.S. has That's a very geography. Well. But, you know, um, energy program, two million for that. Uh, let's see. Reauthorization of war reserve stock allies Israel. So I think they said they got access to like all this military stuff. It's, it's, I've heard about that, too. There's a supposed to be like a cache or a weapon. Yeah supply for emergency uses if like you know if it hits the fan they have all these weapons stock a stockpile that they 